0: Well, hello there. Welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. This is your host, Stephen Black, back to share some more stories and strategies for supporting TCKs in all walks of life. You know, as I was going over my podcast the other day, I had found one that I recorded a while ago and hadn't had a chance to publish yet. So this is an older conversation, um, so you'll have to excuse the difference in audio quality. But this is a really cool guy who is involved in uh, missions work and who just has a sort of unique perspective, even for TCK, on growing up in a Christian international school. So I thought you'd like to hear it. So with no further ado, let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Ibrahim.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself, Eric. Where did you grow up? You know, you can start it like you can start in, at birth. You can tell us the whole whole shebang. Any, any way you want to take that question.
1: Anyway, okay. Well, uh, I grew up in a missionary family. Uh, PK, I'm an MK. Um, uh, my like growing up, I was uh, born in America, the only one of my brothers to be born in America. The rest of my brothers were born in the Philippines. No kidding. Uh, growing up, I grew up uh, as a PK. My dad was a pastor. Um, he was a missionary before I was born, uh, but then came to America for a short hiatus. So I grew up, um, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Okay. And then when I was 11 years old, uh, we moved back to the Philippines and my dad took on various ministries with word of life. Uh, they do a lot of, um, youth ministry, uh, okay. church ministries. Um, and so I grew up as a missionary kid, uh, from when I was 11 to when I was 18, I went to a missionary high school. Uh, it's called Faith Academy, Mister Black. You know <laughs> it well. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was fantastic. I loved loved being a missionary kid. It it wasn't always easy, sure. um, but it was definitely so worth it. Mm. Uh, just the the cultures that I got to see—not just Filipino, not just American, but I got yeah. to see Korean. Yeah. I got to see all sorts of. Um, there was several dozen uh, different countries represented at Faith Academy, and so I got to see so many cultures, um, and just seeing that really broadened my horizons um, to to just different people, yeah, um, and how they live their life. And it was it was just great.
0: Yeah, that is a really unique aspect of, um, if not all. Uh, missionary schools then at least faith academy that um, there are a lot of cultures and countries represented there at the you know on campus and in the philippines as well i think the philippines is sort of a crossroads for asia in many respects so it is a really unique experience mm-hmm. and it's really cool to hear that uh that you liked it um i hear a lot of tck's who move overseas at you know uh, 10, 12, 15 years old, and it's not always easy, but it sounds like uh, sounds like you really enjoyed it in the end. Mm-hmm, definitely. Was it hard at all uh, moving at that age and kind of leaving your friends and family behind, your, you know, quote-unquote home?
1: Actually, for me, it really wasn't. Uh, it was a bit harder for my brothers. They were a bit older and they were a bit more established. Yeah. But um, personally, I heard so many stories about um, from my parents about the Philippines. Yeah. And like from a very young age, I always wanted to go and and mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I found out that we were moving to the Philippines, like I was ecstatic. I was I was so excited to to see a new place. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it 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 wasn't it wasn't really that hard on me and. Mm. Um, Faith Academy is a very welcoming place Mm -hmm. people make friendships very quickly. So it wasn't, it wasn't as hard on me as it was maybe on my brothers.
0: Sure. Yeah. Just from your parents, it sounds like, uh, maybe they had a pretty positive experience in the Philippines, um, before you came along and then were really excited to go back to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My parents have a huge heart for the Philippines. Mm. um, they, they love it so much. They're on furlough right now, but uh, they're they're heading back to the Philippines in January.
0: Okay, so. awesome, awesome. So, what were some of your highlights? Um, maybe growing up at uh, growing up in the Philippines, or um, some of your experiences at Faith Academy. What stuck stuck out to you as really valuable about that experience?
1: I think I think having friends, just having a friend group that's composed of people with very very different um, cultures and mm. worldviews.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, obviously they were all they were all Christian, um, so they they all, were all within that worldview. But um, even within the the Christian worldview, there's so many different sides. There's so many different um, just yeah. There, there's just so many different denominations and way people. Uh, look at scripture and the way people look at the world. And so just growing up in that kind of diversity mm-hmm. gave me a greater appreciation um for for people in general. I know because I kinda grew up in uh, I grew up in, in Pennsylvania and in New Jersey. Um and going to like the Christian schools there, like most of the people they kind of believed the same thing. They were all in the same denomination. Mm. Uh, they were all very similar, but going mm-hmm. to the Philippines and seeing people of just vastly different cultures just lived in different ways, it just, it gave me such an appreciation, um, for, for cultures and, and just seeing that there's not one way to do things. There's not one way to be a Christian, you know, sure. there's, yeah. there's so many different ways to do it uh, yeah. depending on where you were born and how you were raised and just seeing those different cultures. It was such a blessing. Yeah. And really that was, cool. that was probably the, the, the best thing about, um, growing up in the Philippines especially at faith academy mm-hmm. um, at a place that's so uh, diverse culturally mm-hmm. um, and so that was that was one highlight and just um, and I think uh, for the Philippines for like Filipino culture um, in general it's very like laid back very yeah. friendly yeah um, really. and so I, I'm very grateful for that that the, the Filipino people are so loving yeah well, oh, I... Except for on the street. On the street, they're a little crazy. <laughs> sure. But um, but the they're, they're, they're such loving people, and they're very accepting. And yeah. just having that, was, well, that was really cool.
0: Oh, I even experience that now in the States. You know, every time I see a Filipino just out in public, um, I have no qualms about going up and introducing myself and just, you know, using what little Tagalog I have because they're so gracious about it. <laughs> and uh, just introducing mm-hmm. myself and... Um, Every time I, you know, I just, I was at, I was flying somewhere, and there was an old lady um, in line with me, and she was obviously a Filipina. So I came up and just put her hand on my forehead and Tita bless. And she was like, she's had this big old grin on her face, and she was like, "Okay, where are you from? White guy who knows a little bit of Tagalog, you know?" And so it's great. Mm-hmm. I love the, I love the F- Filipino culture and that warm, accepting, familial based um, culture. It's, you know, it's, it's really cool. It's fun to like it's it's fun to have uh been in the philippines for a little while myself and to be able to get a taste of that um and then to be able to use that in my life now too do you feel do you feel that the the community where you live now is uh very international
1: uh well i kind of just moved here so i don't really know a whole ton of people Mm -hmm. Uh, i know at um at word of life um very very international um even like, there'd be like a hundred people in my class, and probably like a good like, what maybe twenty or so people mm. are from other countries. No kidding. And so it was it was really cool to see. There's a lot of um, uh, a lot of people from uh, let's see, Honduras, Dominican, a lot mm. of Latino countries. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was really cool uh, seeing that kind of diversity, yeah. uh, not quite as much as Faith Academy, sure. but um, um, it, was, it was definitely really cool seeing the different cultures yeah. And, yeah, and how people treat each other.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, Eric, I know that uh, you're going to be heading out to uh, South Sudan in a little bit here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was wondering, did you have uh, any opportunities to be involved in your parents' ministry when you were in the Philippines?
1: Uh well when I was in the Philippines I I wasn't saved until I was eighteen. Sure. Uh, really yeah. after I left the Philippines. Uh and so I mean, like I kinda went along with it. Yeah. Um as I was there, but I wasn't really invested into it. I think I could have had I had interest, mm-hmm. uh been more involved. Mm-hmm. But I definitely did see their ministry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one interesting thing. You even mentioned earlier, you said something about how, you know, everyone at Faith Academy is, um, is Christian. And I know that, like, that's a generality, but there's definitely, you know, individuals within the community who are not Christian and, you know, that's fine. It kind of adds to the diversity, if anything. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's an, that's an interesting, that's an interesting story. So you said you, you were saved, um, after you left the Philippines. And so you were there kind of experiencing the culture, um, and uh, getting to witness uh, ministry happening, but then you didn't really Mm -hmm. um, get invested in it until afterwards. Um, So what point, at what point do you feel like, um, at what point do you feel like this became your thing?
1: Um, When it became my thing was in June of 2016. Uh, I had just graduated from faith Academy and um, my parents wanted me to go to word of life uh, to spend a year to learn Bible. Uh, I kind of went along with it. I'm like, I don't really have any plans for my life, so I'll just go with it. Yeah. Um. So I started out working in the camp crew, um, in uh, the Word of Life camp in Florida. Mm-hmm. I was working the rock wall, and just being there, I saw that um, just the staff had such a love for the campers and for the camp crewers and mm-hmm. for everyone underneath them. Yeah. I saw that and. Uh, I remember one, The I think the, the message that really convinced me was one where they were talking about how, like, camp can be really hard and the only way that you're going to get through it um, and, and succeed and prosper is if you hang tight onto the Lord mm-hmm. um, and if you pursue Him. And, like, up till then, I hadn't really had any purpose or any reason um, to living. I was just kind of go in the low, go along with the flow. Sure. Um, so that just seeing that and seeing people who were living it out and just remembering people at faith Academy, remembering my parents yeah, who were living it out and seeing them living with purpose. And even though it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. um, they were doing it. And that, that really convinced me, um, of my need for Christ and of course, there's a sin and all that, just uh, stuff that I would have been dealing with in my life. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, just all of that came together kind of at that one moment, and I accepted the gospel. I believed on Jesus Christ, uh, that mm-hmm. He died and rose again, mm-hmm. um, saved me from my sins, and has given me new life. So, yeah, that wow. was in early June of uh, 2016.
0: Wow, no kidding. Um, and then mm-hmm. uh, where did this idea to head to South Sudan come from?
1: Uh, that I always wanted to go to Africa. Um, even when I was in the Philippines, I've, I've always had an interest in Africa. I think the cultures, um, the many, many different cultures there is beautiful. Yeah. The land itself is beautiful, has a really cool history. Yeah, it does. Um, and so I'd always been leaning towards Africa, um, even if it was just a visit and um, – with Word of Life, they have missions conferences, and it was this past, was it December, or was it, no, it was January. It was January of 2018, uh, so just a few months ago. I saw a book for Africa Inland Mission, um, so mm. I was like, Africa, like, that seems like <laughs> the place I want to go. Um, you and got I, it right I, in their I, name, right? You you can't go wrong. in, like... Yeah, it had been kind of growing in my heart to go into missions. Because um, being at Word of Life, Word of Life is very, very missions-focused. Hmm. Um, all of the students are pushed to, to, to minister and to grow, um, not only themselves, but those around them. Sure. And so it had already been building up in my heart to, to go into missions. And so I just needed an outlet, uh, somewhere to go. Um, and so I found Africa Inland Mission, uh, I signed up, and like one thing led to another. I inquired about their different ministries. I found out about Tariq, um, South Sudan. Uh, it's two years of training, which mm. I could definitely use training. Yeah. Um, and growth, and so that led me to where I am now, raising support.
0: Wow, no kidding. And so, how long have you been uh, in the support raising game then?
1: um it started in september really
0: oh, so um that was when though. i was
1: setting up my accounts yeah. um, just gathering a list of names and right now i'm starting to reach out to names uh, make phone calls get yeah. emails and yeah. i'm looking for meetings just to share my heart uh, for what the lord is doing yeah. in south sudan what the lord is doing through me yeah um, and so
0: Well, Eric, you've effectively um, stepped outside of all the preconceived notions that I have of TCKs, like a TCK, someone who grows up uh, as a Christian, I guess this would be an MK technically, someone who grows up Christian on the mission field and then, you know, decides to be, you know, decides to do ministry afterwards, since that's what they've done their whole life. You did grow up overseas. You weren't necessarily Christian. You did decide to do missions, but not because you were necessarily involved in overseas, now I just now I just don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a unique story. Right? Hey,
1: we all have our own paths and the Lord leads.
0: Yep, that's true. That's awesome. And I'm really glad to be a part of it and to get get to just uh hear what uh hear what your story has been. It's really unique. I guess one thing that stands out to me about your story in particular is uh how excited you were as an 11-year-old boy to go overseas and just to start seeing the world. Um and I think mm-hmm. that's something that I want to see for um, other um, other international families as well. Um, you know, I want to see families going overseas and being excited for the opportunities and the adventure and stuff. Um, sometimes I hear about families who go overseas, mm-hmm. um, but the kids aren't on board, but they feel it's the right thing to do, so they're going to do it anyways, even though the kids don't want to. And um, sometimes that can get kind of messy. Um, and then you know, if the kids do want to go overseas. Coming back to the states can be hard, and a lot of you know, a lot of kids lose themselves in the transition and the uh, and just the change in identity and all that stuff. Um, is there anything you can say to you can say to prospective families who are thinking about heading overseas, um, who are wondering, you know, is this right for me and my family? Like, I guess, what made it right for you, or what uh, what was it that your parents said or did that um, really got you apt to go overseas and see the world? Well, it
1: was. I think what really helped was just the initial stories was mm. just hearing about the Philippines and just like, I mean, I was just a kid. So obviously like everything's amazing to me at that point. Yeah, sure. um, And so just hearing about the Philippines and hearing about different stories mm. um, and just how much uh, joy that my parents had there in the Philippines, that really, that hooked me. That, mm. um, and mm. so, I mean, it's a bit harder with, with families who are just going on to the mission field.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: but I mean, I suppose I kind of looked at it as an adventure mm-hmm. and that's, it's, it's weird for, for American kids because just going to a new place that you don't understand, you don't know the language like that can, ju- that can just be scary. Like, mm-hmm. Giving up friends yeah, like that, that can be scary for kids. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then for teenagers and it, it's very hard but just keeping that open mind I think is very important of yeah. like it's the lord who has us here right now yeah. and it's the lord that's leading us into this place and he's not um he, he's leading us in there for good and even if it hurts sometimes yeah um, even if it's hard you really have to trust and i know for like for for kids and for teenagers it's sometimes very hard to understand. I know I had a hard time understanding it myself, mm. um, but just seeing it as an adventure um, mm-hmm. and pointing out the good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, for a parent, um, my parents had to wait 18 years, had to pray over me for 18 years before I got <laughs> saved. So just being patient with your children and understanding sure. yeah. that um, it is it is difficult for them. yeah, um, And... Um, so so yeah, just sticking to it and yeah. loving them. Yeah, that's good. Um, is definitely very important because I know my yeah. parents they stuck with me and they loved me, right. um, even right. when I was I was a terrible child. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I was I was always into trouble, but I mean my parents loving me and sticking with me. Yeah, and treating me with love and respect, even though I didn't deserve it at all. Like that. Yeah. That sealed the deal for me. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, definitely um, sticking with it, yeah. understanding that it's the Lord's will. Yeah. Um, that's where the Lord has you, and he's going to provide your needs. Yeah. Um, and everything's going to work out for good, even if good doesn't look like what you might think it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's probably what I'd have to say mm-hmm. about that
0: whole area it sounds like uh sounds like a lot of your life stories has been influenced by your parents just having a really positive attitude about the whole thing um not only the experiences mm-hmm. they had but about you know being a family and stuff um and then sharing um sharing their vision and enthusiasm with you in the form of stories also was very impactful so that's really cool and i think even mm-hmm. even families who uh even families who haven't had the chance to travel overseas before taking their kids overseas, I think that they might uh, they might still be able to use that as far as you know, gathering stories from other sources, from other missionaries, and people who've gone to the field that uh, that they want to go to, and uh, being able to collect those stories and share them with an attitude of, "Hey, this is an awesome adventure! Like we could we could do this. This this could be us." Sharing that with our family might be a great way to build some enthusiasm and like get everybody on the same page before uh, before making the decision to go overseas. So that's a great tip. Thanks for sharing that, Eric. That's awesome.
1: Stories are so impactful because it's not just, it's not just information. There's heart to it. There's exactly. There's, there's just so much more in it. It it just, it moves you in ways that just hard facts, uh, they, they won't. And so stories are definitely very important.
0: Absolutely. And Eric, you have, uh, A remarkable story thank you so much for coming on third culture and sharing your story with us i really appreciate it
1: well thank you for having me it's been great
0: yeah and uh we look forward to hearing more about uh your journey with aim and uh your adventure in south sudan i'm sure you're going to be involved in some really cool stuff as far as community development and uh just loving on people meeting new people and seeing more of the world so
1: all right thank you all right god bless
0: Looking back on today's episode, I was struck by how how significant uh, storytelling played a role in Eric's life and that his parents were really able to use storytelling as a tool to prepare him to move overseas so that he was really excited for it before uh, before it happened. Also, um, I felt a lot of appreciation for his parents in their ability to uh, sit with their son who had uh a different worldview than them um, growing up, and a different worldview than the majority of his peers. It didn't sound to me like they pressured him to change. Um, they just kind of loved him for who he was, and um, eventually he grew into the man he is today and made the decisions that he has made to be the man that he wants to be. And um, that's it. It's just, it's a very interesting story to me. Um, I'd love to hear what you think. I would love it if you could reach out to me on tckcare.com. I would love to hear uh, what you think of this episode and of the podcast in general and just uh, have a little conversation. So please do go over to tckcare.com and reach out. And I look forward to hearing from you and stay tuned for more TCK Care
1: coming up next week.